Hello and welcome to the Nerdiest Podcast, the podcast where nerds talk about nerdy things. I'm your host, Nick Barrett, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jackson Glass. Hello. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'd say good. I had a big, kind of had a big week last week because a little project came out called Ratat Hamilton. Um, the Ratatouille Hamilton crossover we've all been waiting for. Um, it's on the full music videos on YouTube, uh, and you can stream it on Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere else. Just search Tiny Chef, and then the one by Jackson Glass. Uh, I worked on it for. If I play Tiny Chef on the podcast, are you going to copyright claim me? No, please play <laughs> Tiny Chef on the podcast. That's all you get. That's to a little. Do. That's Go a little taste. To the rest on Spotify. A um, I um, only. I. It's okay. I only worked on it for eight months. Um, I remember you sending me the first draft too, and I was like, "This is stupid." This, yeah, no, you this thought it was the dumbest thing that I've ever done, and I'm not saying you're wrong. And then a wrong. few weeks later. And then a few weeks later, you were like, hey, do you want to do, like, vocals? Like, the background part? And I was like, oh, this is the best project idea ever. I don't know what I was talking about before. Yeah. This is, like, boy, a 10 out of 10. Your boy's in the, in the choir. Um, so go to listen to that. That was that was kind of a big accomplishment. I wasn't sure if it was going to get done a couple times. So I felt... But it did. I But it did get done. And I felt relieved that it was done. But I also kind of, like, was like wasn't sure what to do now that it was done. Because, like, that was what I worked on for eight months, and then it was done, mm-hmm. and I was like, what now? So, I've just been working a lot for work, um, doing a lot of podcasts, making making a lot of music, just working hard. Uh, we had fall break, I think, two weeks ago. It's been a hot minute, so I'm going to go back a little further. We went to a friend's wedding. It was really good. Um, last week was, this past week was a sad week. Because it's bittersweet, bittersweet. Um, Only Murders in the Building finished with its finale last week. Oh my god! (laughs) Um, Every episode for like the last five episodes, you've brought it up at least once. Because it's such a good show, and it's done now. And the finale was amazing. I'm not going to spoil it because I want everyone to go watch it. Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Oh, the finale was so good. And I had a really good group of people to watch it with. So we were all... It was like that group watch experience where everyone was like shocked together. Um, So that was a lot of fun. But I'm sad it's over. Good week. Bad week. Thumbs up, thumbs down. On a scale of 1 to 50. Here's the question though. On the scale of 1 to 50, I'd give it about a 35 or 40. It's very interesting scaling. Uh, <laughs> here's the question, though. Um, for Only Murderers in the Building, uh, did it end on like a, oh, there could be a season two? Or is it like a, it's done? So they've already confirmed season two when the show was okay. halfway done. And oh, they I hate s- when they do that. Well, I don't. I feel like they announce season two's way too soon because it's like, oh well, now I know this is going to end on a cliffhanger. Um, and also, there's like really no more stakes for any of the main characters mm-hmm. because you're like, oh well, they're going to make it to the next season. Um, that's not always the case, but it usually is. But yeah, it's the next season is going to be dope. Like they've set it up so perfectly. 
Um, but it's going to be a while. And so I'm kind of sad about that. What about you? You, your week. How was it going? Oh boy. How you doing? My week. How you doing? Whew. My week was pretty hectic. Not going to lie. Um, well, I guess last week, um, mm-hmm. School is at that point where it's like it's really hectic because we have mm-hmm. um, a few weeks till Thanksgiving break, and then which, by the way, this episode coming out on November first, gang, it's already dang, November. happy November. Like, wow. What the heck? Merry Christmas, also, everyone! <laughs> it is now. Yep, it's now time to play Christmas music. Thanksgiving? Uh, who cares? Black Friday? There's no Thanksgiving music. Who cares? Christmas music. Do you know why mm. there's no Thanksgiving music? Because you're supposed to play Christmas music. Facts. That's all I'm saying. Mariah Carey is also, defrosting as we speak. <laughs> I have uh, some Christmas spirit essential oils that makes my entire <laughs> Christmas so cool. Use so the link good. in the description so to dope. buy. <laughs> Use the link in the bio to buy. No, we don't sell essential oils. I'm not sharing any of that Yet. Christmas spirit with you guys. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Yeah, if I could find an Amazon affiliate link, I would make it and put it on the website. Actually, I'm going to do that whenever Jackson goes on a really long tangent and see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, school's been really hectic, but I did get to spend the weekend at Disney. As If you follow the Instagram, you would know because I did a post or two mm-hmm. about it. Which um, you can follow it on, was really with the fun. link in the description or just search exactly. ner- the Nerdiest Podcast on Instagram. Continue. Oh, yeah. So it was really fun. Uh, I did Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. The mm-hmm. whole family came down from where we used to live, and uh, we all did Disney. And uh, we tried out the new like Lightning Lane, which is just paid Fast Pass. Yeah, and I felt so superior to everyone else because like <laughs> the Lightning Lane lane was yeah. empty. And then you have, like, the lines that are backed up all the way to the entrance of the ride. And you're just walking past, looking at all these people. You're like, all right, goodbye. Because fast passes. (laughs) Wow. What smells like broken here. Smells like (laughs) poor losers. (laughs) It's kind of cringe, if you ask me. Jeez. Because fast passes, so, you had a sense of superiority, but the lightning lane is like a status symbol. You're like, <laughs> top 1%, exactly. here I go. <laughs> See, because fast pass was free, so everyone could have access yeah. to it, but now you're like, no. <laughs> no. It's... I am. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about lightning lane, though, is people just didn't know how to use it. Like, it mm-hmm. was not very clear, and that's partially Disney's fault. They did not make it very clear on how to use it, because people would like just buy it for the day and then try to go and scan... Because you have to, like, buy it for the day and then pick one ride at one time and then go back at that time and then you can make another one. Wait, so... Once you use the first one. So you can't plan out your whole day of lightning lanes. You have to do it as you go. Yeah. That's so dumb. Now, there are loopholes in the system that I discovered. Oh. Um, Do share. So, like, I made a reservation with a lightning lane for Rock and Roller Coaster. Mm -hmm. And then two hours after you make your first reservation, you can make another one. So there's two conditions to get a new lightning lane. To anybody who was here to listen about sitcoms, we'll get there. We'll get there. Hold on. We're almost there. Um, (laughs) We're almost there. Um, But you – so there's two conditions to get another lightning lane. You can either wait two hours after making your initial Mm -hmm. one or you can use up that initial one to get another one. So what I did for Hollywood Studios is – I made Rock and Roller Coaster. And then right after we did Rock and Roller Coaster, like literally after we scanned it, to the minute, I went ahead and made another one. 
I don't remember what it was for. I think it was for Millennium Falcon. And it was like way later in the day, like four o'clock. Mm -hmm. And it was only nine. So two hours after nine, so at 11, I could make a second one, which I made for a little bit earlier in the day. But it still would be more than two hours before we got that one. So then two hours after I got the second one, I was able to make a third one. And then, see, now this is where the system is a little broken. Because you're not supposed to be able to do this, I don't think. But now you've opened up three lightning lane slots. So when you use one, it doesn't matter which one you use. If I use the first one that I made 10 minutes ago and it's out, I can make a third one. I can fill in that third Uh... slot again. So for the rest of the day, we had three slots open at all times. And it was great. Wow. So getting the, the coolest, the hippest Disney life hacks here. It also rained. Like it started downpouring while we were on a ride. Florida. But it was an outdoor ride too. Um, so <laughs> uh, we walked around in the rain without ponchos. But then the minute we bought ponchos, it stopped raining. Because Ugh, of course. Because God um, has a sense of humor. <laughs> But we did only wait like a half hour for Rise of the Resistance, which is in the standby line, which is shorter than mm-hmm. I waited when I did the virtual queue. So it there equaled you go. out. But <laughs> my cool my cool thing for all the video listeners or video watchers, um, I got a cool thing at Galaxy's Edge. I got a Jedi Holocron. You can hear it, but if you look on the video, you can see it. Mm-hmm. And it'll talk, too. Like, here, I'm going to pull it away from the microphone for a second because it's really loud uh, but <laughs> i'll post the clip Obi-Wan on instagram start, if you want to um, see his cool holocron this is go to the instagram Kenobi. i regret to report that both our jedi order and the republic have fallen with the dark shadow of the empire rising to take their place okay so now we can title the podcast uh, casual chat about sitcoms feet obi-wan kenobi <laughs> um, oh my gosh that's so cool so, and it's it's really cool because, like, there's a little thing you can pull out and you can put the different color crystals in there and then different people uh, wow. will talk to you. So, like, if you put in green, Master Yoda will talk to you. If you put in white, Ahsoka will talk to you. It's pretty dope. Wow. So, overall, great trip. I had a lot of fun. It was a good break from school. Now. I'm glad. So, final, final question, and you can cut this out if you want. How much per lightning lane do you have to pay? Okay, so I know I just said sitcoms, but it's okay. This will take me like two seconds to answer. Don't count literally. I will not take two seconds. Um, so Lightning Lane, there's two options. Um, one, uh, well, there's two tiers. There's Genie Plus Lightning Lane, and then there's Individual Lightning Lane. Yes. Which this is where a lot of the confusion comes in. So let's use Hollywood Studios, for example. Uh, actually, no, use Magic Kingdom. It's easier. So Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Space Mountain, you have to pay to get Lightning Lane for those rides individually per person per day, and it fluctuates based on what time you're trying to go. If you're trying to get a Lightning Lane for 9 o'clock at night when the standby is 10 minutes, it's going to be only like $5 per person to get a Lightning Lane mm-hmm. for Space Mountain. But if you're trying to go at the peak of the day when the line is like three hours long, they're going to be like, okay, it's $15 per, per person. person. Now, every other attraction at Magic Kingdom is covered under the Genie Plus Lightning Lane, which is $15 per day per person, which is what we got. Because okay. we figured, ah, we'll get on everything except these two and just stand by wait the uh, those other two. Okay, so you can do the 15 per day per person. Which is then, the better deal. And then you get unlimited. Yes. Well, actually, no. 
um, with the with this the system is per so day, bad. Per person, you can only use a lightning lane on a ride once. This system is so bad. I know it makes no sense. The fast pass system used to be so much better because if you wanted to just get fast passes for Tower of Terror all day, they were like, you know what, more power to you. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, go for it, my guy. Only mm-hmm. ride Tower of Terror. But now they're like, nope, you only get one one skip the line on this one. Sorry. I mean, I guess it's kind of like, is Disney being like the chaperone that's like, everyone has to have a turn before you ride again. It's like, oh. Yeah, no, they definitely are. <laughs> and everyone's getting mad at Bob Chapek, who's the CEO. Mm-hmm. It's not him. It's literally not him. Yeah. Everybody is misplacing blame on Bob Chapek. Well, it's just because he's the head. Um, it's Josh DeMauro, who's the head of parks, which means mm. he's the one in charge of all of these new, like, pricing changes. But everyone's like, no, it's Bob Chapek. He's the worst. Well, you know, think about it this way. Um, when Bob Chapek was head of parks, we didn't have any of these issues. Like, there was no paid fast pass. There was no overly confusing, like, social distancing. They didn't make any sense. Like, all this other stuff. It's Josh DeMauro, mm-hmm. which... Not to spill the tea, oh! But Josh Demaro was the head of just Disneyland. <gasps> like they just had him stuck out on the East Coast or the West Coast, and then they brought him over here to be just Disney World. Right before Bob Chapek got moved up, and then oh. when Bob Chapek got moved up because Bob Iger retired, then Josh Demaro was bumped up to where Chapek was as head of all parks. And then you notice once he was made head of all parks, Disneyland Paris has paid fast pass. Disneyland has paid fast pass. Um, Disney World has paid fast pass. The annual passes jumped in price by like three hundred dollars each. Dang. And all except for the most expensive one are only for Florida residents, taking away a bunch of like uh, benefits of the annual pass. Like it's it's a whole mess. It's a disaster. And it's not Bob Chapek's fault. Bob Chapek is in charge of Disney overall, not yep. just the parks. Oh my gosh, I just bumped my microphone. Oops. Well, that was a great rant. Thanks for spilling the tea. Ah, uh, yes. Now, sitcoms. So, the the most seamless transition ever. So, sitcoms, am I right? <laughs> Who's that girl? <laughs> Who's that it's girl? Just... Uh, we watch them every day. They're the shows that your mom likes, the show that your granddad likes. I'm not talking... I'm talking about Everybody Loves Raymond. But, um, you know, everyone loves Raymond, right? We're not talking about no. Everybody Loves Raymond. What are we talking about? Uh, let's go ahead and do New Girl, because I just sang the intro for it. And, well, I, I say we talk about New Girl. I mean mm-hmm. me talk about New Girl, because you haven't watched it. it. Nope. Um. All right, so new, so new Girl, huh? Hold on. There we go. <laughs> I was playing with the holocron again. Uh, yeah, technical difficulties aside, yep. um, New Girl. Um, so, I binge-watched all of it in the span of, I want to say... Two weeks? Three weeks? Let me look. I can tell you when I watch the first episode because I track all of them. Also, if anybody wants to have, you know, if you're watching sitcoms and you want to track your TV shows, look up the app called Tracked. Uh, It's spelled, uh, where is it? T-R-A-K-T. It's a really handy app. It lets you make, like, lists just like Letterboxd. Um, It's the closest thing to Letterboxd for TV shows that I've found. I know Letterboxd has some shows on there, like they have Squid Game and WandaVision. And they have Letterboxd. WandaVision? Hold on. <laughs> Even though they're not technically movies. So, um, limited series, though. 
Yes. They have limited series. Like, all of Star Wars Visions was on there. Um, so, yeah. But if you want to track your TV shows, you can do Tracked. It's really good. Um, now, when did I watch the first episode of New Girl? According to this, I watched it on... Uh, September... Oh, wait. That's the air date. Never mind. I'm not going to be able to find this. Anyway, um, New Girl, it's really good. I, and I know Jackson's not going to like this opinion, but I did watch 30 Rock, and then I watched New Girl right after that. That was my next sitcom. I think New Girl is better than 30 Rock. All right. And All Jackson's right. not ready to have that conversation. I'm not, I can't fight you. Um, I can't fight you because I've never seen it. He can't fight New me because he hasn't seen it, which means I'm right. Oh, um, okay then. So, New Girl, it's great. I, I don't want to say too much without spoiling it because I, I want people to go watch it. It's really funny. There were some moments where I was genuinely like belly laughing. It was so funny. No cap. Schmidt is the best character, and I will not let anybody fight me on that. Um, because he's the funniest. And also, if you look at him from a distance, he looks like John Mulaney. Um, Zoe Deschanel does a really good job, too. I don't love the bangs, but, you know, what? each their own, I guess. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah, I know, you're looking at me funny, like, you don't like the bangs? What do you mean, my Sorry. guy? Not me, not me updating my letterbox during a pod. Oh my gosh, dude. Um. You don't need to add WandaVision to your letterbox. <laughs> yes, I do! Right now. No, you don't. It's not a necessity. Is it necessary? That's the Shut question. up, Marie Kondo. No. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> hey. Bully. <laughs> bullying me. Um, Cyberbullying so, is fun. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> oh, that was no. a joke. That was a joke. I'm stop sorry. Stop bullying. Speak up. Yeah. Amen. Go to stopbullying.org today. <laughs> the sponsor of today's episode. <laughs> Yeah. So, so without spoiling anything, mm-hmm. I don't have much to say about New Girl other than it was good. It's kind of short. Like, mm. short. It's not as long as something like Friends or The Office, um, but it's still a really solid show. There were some like decisions they made with like romantic pairings that I was like, mm, I mean, you could do better. Yeah, but... but I mean, Community does the same thing, and it's still an incredible show. See, so... but here's the thing. The one thing I like, the one thing I'll give New Girl credit for is that they end with solid, like genuine romantic um, development. Okay. Whereas Community, there was literally no romantic development whatsoever. No, you're Other right. than Shirley getting back together with her ex-husband. That was it. There was like that weird thing between mm-hmm. Jeff and Annie that, you know. Made me want to call the police. Listen, <laughs> visually, they're a great couple. That's the only thing I'll say about Jeff and Annie. Visually, they look great together. Literally anything else? No. Visually? No. Uh-uh. No. Absolutely not. Disgusting. Wow. Gross. Cringe. I think Ooh. Britta should have ended up with Jeff because that was, like, the whole thing, mm-hmm. which, as I segue into Community, um, final thought about New Girl, go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's really good. Now, Community. I started watching it from the beginning again. I watched the first episode for the first time in over a year. And there is so much that could have been, like, tied together. Mm -hmm. Because, like, in the first episode, there's a lot of, like, back and forth with Jeff and Britta. And I'm like, yeah, that keeps up for the rest of the show. But at the same time, like, 
they should have ended up together because yeah. that's what the whole show is about. The whole reason the show got started was because Jeff was hitting on Britta because he thought she was hot. Yeah. That's how the show started. So I think at the end, maybe, like, at the end it should have been more of, like, instead of him thinking, oh, she's hot, it should be like, oh, we're genuinely, like, mm -hmm. we like each other. We're, yeah. you know, a good pairing, like, all that. But I feel like there was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama mm -hmm. with, like, the creator leaving and then coming back and, like, the whole, like, canceled, uncanceled, yeah. whatever. I feel like there was a lot of... A lot of that got lost. It did. And that's where a lot of the playing with romantic pairings came in. Uh, Community uh, essentially was two shows. Community season one through four. It Well, technically three shows. Because Community season one through three with creator... What's his name? Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. Um, he later went on to make Rick and Morty. Amen. So, seasons one through three of community are this funny community college with goofy characters that start a spanish study group season four which is known as the gas leak year is so wildly out there that a lot of the episodes i struggle to rewatch. um there are some gems like there are some really good episodes i couldn't like name them by heart but there's some good ones and then season five through six which was produced by yahoo which is crazy i don't really i don't know how that happened but that's another whole nother block where like not all the cast came back and they like got rid of some of their actors and it was like this thing but like now you can watch the now you can watch it on netflix and hulu all the way through um well except for that one episode that they removed last year because it was um Racist. A little incense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to use the R word, but yeah. <laughs> well, um, community likes to push the envelope, and sometimes they go too far. We'll say that. Um, it's okay to push the envelope. Just know your boundaries. Just know your boundaries. So the community is one of those interesting shows that you kind of have to know the story of how it was created to fully enjoy it. And I love shows like that because community isn't just like a story that I can watch from beginning to end. There's a story behind the story and there's behind the scenes drama. Like you said, with like the show creator. Then like, there's like stories about Chevy chase and how he hated the show. And there was like all this stuff and all of the story and like the cast are still friends now. Like they all ended on good terms. Like that whole thing with them, all of that, behind the story that i see on netflix makes the show so much deeper to me and i can enjoy it so much more because i know that so i really i really enjoy community it's also just insanely cleverly written and i think it's underrated no one talks about it yeah uh when we get a little later on i'm gonna reveal my sitcom rankings wow. or at least my rankings of the sitcoms i've seen um, and I'm very interested to hear your take on that okay. because I've changed it. Because I oh. sent you an early draft, but then I flipped like the whole thing around. Oh, gosh. So I'm very interested to see how you feel about that. But I think Community, I rewatched it. I don't, I think I mentioned it in the What We've Been Watching episode, yep. but I rewatched it earlier this year. And it, like, the later seasons, it definitely gets weaker. Mm -hmm. Like, once you lose Troy and um, Pierce. Pierce and Shirley, it definitely gets weaker because you've lost that main cast. 
But the new people they brought in weren't half bad. No. So it definitely it's not as bad as I gave it credit for because I remember mm-hmm. when we did our original community episode, we really harped on those final seasons and yeah. being like, "Oh, they're terrible. They're the worst. Like it's awful." It's not bad. No, I it's actually not. when I rewatched through season 6, I genuinely enjoyed a couple of the episodes. And I looked at it more of like Instead of being like, this is my first time and I'm expecting this big, like, grandiose ending, which New Girl didn't have, by the way. That was one thing. Like, totally off topic. Or not really, <laughs> but New Girl's ending just kind of happened. Like It's just done. It wasn't like, oh, we're building up to this, like, thing. It just kind of happened. Like, there's a big... Well, actually, I'm going to spoil it. So if you don't want spoilers for New Girl, you can skip ahead by, like, a minute or two. Um, but... There's only eight episodes in the last season. In the first episode, it's a time skip to three years later. And um, Schmidt and Cece are married, which is great. They're the best couple. Mm-hmm. I genuinely was, like, jumping and screaming when Schmidt proposed to Cece mm-hmm. and they like were going to get married. I was, like, clapping and screaming because they're so good together. They're, ah, so good. I love Cece and Schmidt. Winston married Allie, which is really dope. Like, they were such a good, uh, I can't speak, such a good couple. Um, And then something I didn't necessarily like about the show was uh, they did this pairing with Nick and Jess. And they were together for a while. And then they broke up for, like, some stupid reason. And then Jess went on a spiral. And then Nick went on a spiral. And Nick started dating Megan Fox. And then Jess fell in love with him again. And then Megan Fox broke up with him. And then... Jess and Nick got back together, and then they skipped forward ahead three years. So they've been dating for three years, and then the whole last season is all about Nick trying to propose to Jess. If you came back after the two minutes, you need to go a little further, because I didn't realize it was going to take this long. So the whole last season is about Nick proposing to Jess, and he proposes to her in the third to last episode of the show. And... Then the wedding is the second to last episode. And then you find out they're all getting evicted from the loft. Um, which turns out to just be a prank by Winston because they didn't really have to move. So it was <laughs> kind of funny. But I was like, oh, oh you just okay. undercut the emotional well, value of this entire mm-hmm. episode. And something I felt like was missing. And I feel like this thing was missing from The Office too. Is you put, well, maybe not from The Office. Actually, no. Finish that thought. Finish that The thought. Office had it. But something that I really hate the sitcoms do is, like, they set you up with this romantic, like, all of these different romantic interests, and they put these characters together and these parents, and it's so great. And then they don't show you what happens with them. No, The Office does do that. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was saying, because I thought about it, and I was like... Because, like, the only only couples they don't show you in The Office is Dwight and Angela, and then Michael Michael and and Holly, Holly. which would have been dope to see by the way so like michael literally his whole thing is like he just wants kids and we don't ever get to see his kids come on yeah i think the biggest my biggest pet peeve with sitcoms is when they end on a wedding because well weddings are great but it's like i feel like you don't you shouldn't base your character their entire personality shouldn't be based on another character jim and pam were great together but they're also great separate. And so, like, when they got married in the middle of the show, they didn't, like, suck. They had, like, a different phase of their characters' lives, but, like, they didn't suck. 
Like Jim is great right. on his own. Pam is great on her own. And Dwight is great on his own. And Angela is great on their own. So by ending your character's arc by like, oh, they're together. They're not done. Like, I don't think they're done when they're married. And so it's anticlimactic to me. And you could say like, oh, it's a wedding. It's sweet. And then you just wrap up the show. I see that, but I don't feel that. I feel like it's anticlimactic to end your show on a wedding. Especially a show like The Office that has so many episodes. Yeah. And New Girl, like, skip ahead, 30 seconds oh my before gosh. spoilers. Um, the most they do for showing you, because, like, Nick and Jess get married way after, like, Schmidt and Cece have been married for three years, Winston and Allie have been married for three years, like, you know, Schmidt has a kid. Like, you definitely get to see that aspect of those characters. Mm-hmm. But the two main characters, you don't get to see what their lives together look like aside from him uh, struggling to propose, doing the wedding, and then, like, moving out of the loft. That's it. Mm-hmm. So there definitely need to be, like, one more episode. They do, like, this flash forward where they, like, there's this game they play called JFK. If you've seen the show, you understand um so or no it's true american that's what it is um and they show them like all of the main characters playing that game with Mm -hmm. their kids and you get to see nick and jess's kid but that's it and it's like a 15 second flash forward Mm -hmm. and then it goes back to the present and that's it and i feel like there was a lot of emotional undercut from that episode it could have been a full season like oh they're moving yeah. out of the you're they're moving out of the loft, which is where everybody met and it was so nice and like whatever. If you want to do something like that, do it like the office where they went to Dwight and Angela's wedding and then they all went back to the office you and that could, was emotional. You could also do it like friends where they moved out of their apartment. Like the apartment was right. the place to be and then they moved out and it was like oh, like, that hurt, that was such an emotional impact, but I also, like, it was right for the characters to move on, because they had kids. And, like, (laughs) Parks and Rec did that, where, like, everybody came together to do one more Parks project. Hand up, big, big statement. You know what show does so good of not ending on a wedding is Parks and Rec. I swear to God. Parks oh, and Rec. I thought you were going to say 30 Rock. I was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not true. I will I will talk about 30 Rock for a long time here in a minute. But um, Parks and Rec did such, like, I think Parks and Rec went on for one season too long. Or like, I didn't like the last season. Their whole, like, fast forward and, like, it was in the future, I thought was uncharacteristic for the show. Because the show was, like, supposed to be a real life thing. And, like, I felt like that wasn't real life. It felt more like community in the last season. Um, But I feel like the characters all got married in, like, the earlier seasons. And it was great because you could see them develop with each other. And, like, Ben is my favorite character. Ben and Andy are so good. Oh, man. I need to watch Parks and Rec again because I'm just listing off every character as my favorite. (laughs) But... If only it weren't on if Peacock. Only hmm. it if only NBC but... wasn't holding it hostage. Hmm. <laughs> Freaking NBC. I um, They're the worst. I was disappointed in the Parks and Rec finale. Um, I thought that they fast-forwarded too much. Because I was like, we already like flash-forward in 
like for this entire season why do we need to go 10 more years and then 10 more years i'm like guys just stop trying to like show me everything that's going to happen because now i now it's not like a story that i finished myself now it's like oh we showed you everything that is going to happen to this person after the show it's like i don't like that but overall parks and rec is just a legendary show yeah, I think the same about The Office. Like, they ended The Office really well. Did mm-hmm. it go on for two seasons too long? Yeah. Should it have ended when Michael left? Yeah. Probably. But. I think The Office. And there's definitely a way to wrap it up that way. I think The Office could have gone one more season without Michael, but not two. Not two. Not Th- two. That last one, they, if they just made, kind of fumbled. If that. they just made Dwight the manager of for one whole season and then cut that it That would have been great. That would have been great. And I would have, like, I would hold the office in a higher esteem than I do now. But, like, those last two seasons really skewed my view of the show. Yeah. So, with that being said, as we move on here, do Mm -hmm. you want to briefly mention Arrested Development? Because Uh, you and I both, well, did you watch that last year or did you watch it this year? Because I know I watched it this year. Oh my gosh, my sense of time is so. Screwed. And you're the one who you're the one um, who got me into it because you were like, you need to watch. it. Wait, no, you did start it this year. Yeah, it was you watched like the first two it seasons was early this year, and then you were like, you need to watch it. And then I watched it, and I blazed past you. And like, no, a week. you did. This is something that consistently happens. Is I got You just gotta. So you have to finish. This shows is what I do. I have them. to finish a show completely before I tell him to watch it because he has no life and will watch an entire show in two weeks. Oh, oh! I should mention I did watch the first half of New Girl season one all in one night. Yeah, no, that's because not okay. Megan went out to like she had like some event at school or whatever, mm-hmm. and she couldn't Facetime until super late at night. So I decided to stay up and wait for her to Facetime. So from like six p.m. To 12 a.m. I just binge That's watched New not and got safe. the first half of the season out of the way. Ugh. This is systematic TV watching. This is not okay. So, yes, I started watching Arrested Development and I thought this, because it's just on Netflix, and I was like two episodes in and I had like laughed more than I have in a long time for a show I'd seen. So I was like, kept watching and I watched the first season and I was like, that was like it was so well directed. The actors were so good. The writing was just insane. I cannot see Will Arnett in any other character but Joe Bluth. Like that's how into the character he was. And my favorite scene ever is when uh Job has to cash the deposit for the banana stand and he tries to throw it into the ocean, but the wind keeps blowing it away. And so it's just like 45 (laughs) seconds of him like trying to throw it into the ocean, but it keeps coming back. And then they like burn down the banana stand. He's like, there's always money in the banana stand. He's like, yeah, you're talking about insurance. He's like, no, there was $250,000 lining the walls of the banana stand. (laughs) And they burnt. It's so funny. It's so funny. I've made a terrible mistake. I've made a terrible mistake. I still quote it. And then, like, I get into season two, and I'm like, oh, this is, like, still pretty good, pretty funny. I'm, like, pretty much finished. I watched all the way through season two, and then I start season three, and I'm, like, realizing the show is starting to take, like, a sharp decline. I'm like, this isn't funny anymore. It's the same plot over and over and over again. It's a 90-degree angle decline. No, yeah. That's what it is. It's not a gradual. No, it was just Well, so it goes... So, like, season one is a ten. Season two is about, like, a five. 
season three is like, <laughs> like season two, season two slowly goes down and then it hits season three and they're like, <laughs> like it's not. And then season four worse. and five get I didn't even watch it. Worse. I didn't even watch it. Like I'm just, I stopped like halfway through season three and I was like, this sucks. And I just want to I appreciate think I watched the first the season. First, I think I watched the first like three episodes of season four and then I was like, no, no. I'm, I just don't. I'm, do you think it was just a good concept that didn't expand enough to be a full show? Yes. Because... I think if they would have capped this at, like, one season or maybe two, it would be, like, a 10 out of 10 show. Because, like, imagine smushing everything in seasons three, four, five into season two. two so that it's a much tighter, packed season. And there's there's your 10 there's out of 10 show. show right there's there. your show. Two seasons. And I also and feel the same way. I will way. never... Yeah, I will never stop harping on this point until it until it starts happening in the industry. I will never stop harping on this point. It is okay to not have a show have ten thousand seasons and thirty trillion episodes. It is okay for your story to only be one season. If your story can only handle twelve episodes and you've gone from beginning to end with a really solid story, that's okay. It doesn't have to like even if it like breaks even on the budget, right? People are still going to love it exponentially more if you do one really good season as opposed to, like, five okay seasons. So, like, same goes for movies, too. Like, we don't need four Toy Story movies, do we? No, we only needed three. But Disney was like, hmm, the the budget's running a little low, so we're going to make Toy Story Mm -hmm. four. That's how I feel about... Also, on a side note, have you watched the Lightyear trailer yet? Um, Came out today. I saw some of it, and I was like... I don't know how I feel about this, so I just was like, I'm good. <laughs> I think it looks good. It's that's fine. I don't... Uh, I think that's how I feel about Stranger Things. Like, this is kind of a thing that, like... Ugh. I feel like everyone is just kind of in agreement that it should have ended after season two. <laughs> yep. uh, but, like, the it's just... But we're still here. But we're still here. We're like, season four, let's go. And you're like, how many times can the... Mind Flayer, whatever the frick his name is. I don't even remember. This is how little cultural significance Stranger Things has left. I do not remember a single can character's we talk name. About, can we talk about for like five seconds how long Stranger Things season four has been delayed? Because yeah. I remember sitting in my mom's office helping her pick out wedding stuff in June of 2019 when they released the trailer for season four. Or like, no, the season teaser. five. Th- th- ugh, season three had just come out. Um, it was like August, not June. Mm-hmm. And they released the teaser for season four. And everyone was like, oh, it'll be out Christmas or like winter of next year. And then winter of 2020 came around. Obviously, there were a lot of things that happened that year. And then it got delayed. I thought it was a pretty like, okay, uneventful well, year. Winter 2021. Winter 2021 is literally right around the corner and no date. No date. Which means it's definitely not coming this year, which means it's either coming like in the middle of the year or it's coming winter next yeah. year. So here's here's a thought. Uh, think about The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian has how many episodes in season one? 12? 10? I don't remember. Nine. Nine? Nine? Eight? Eight? I don't know. I think it's it has like eight, eight episodes that are 45 minutes long. Stranger Things season one is very close to that. Look at the cultural significance of The Mandalorian versus Stranger Things. I know these are very different. There's Star Wars, and then there's like this whole another separate thing. But bear with me a second. 
I think because Netflix releases their shows one season at a time and everyone can watch it within two days, they gain no cultural significance because everyone enjoys it for two weeks and then leaves it behind for the Disney Plus show that goes on for months because they're releasing one episode a week and then everyone can gather their thoughts and talk about it. And then everyone is still so hyped, like two months later, the show is going because they're like leaving cliffhangers and dropping clues and doing mid-season trailers. But Stranger Things is like, all right, here's your entire season. Go think it's the coolest thing ever for two weeks and then look back and say, what was that guy's name? That was my mini rant for the day. Now, I do want to say, I want to give Netflix a little credit here because they've started doing weekly. Like... There's an anime I'm watching called Comey Can't Communicate. It is a weekly release. Okay. There's another anime on there that is a weekly release. And then there's some other stuff on there that is a weekly release. So they're getting better about okay. it. But your point is still 100% valid. Mm-hmm. They definitely do that. Like Squid Game. They dropped all of Squid Game. Although, could you imagine Could you imagine the amount of hype that Squid Game would have gotten if they released it weekly? Oh, man. It's al- it I was haven't already- watched it yet. It was already the number like, one show on Netflix in 110 countries. and Imagine. And there's only like 105 countries in the world. Wait, so. did I say it? I think I'm dumb. Hold on. No, you said 110. <laughs> I don't know how many countries there are. I was just making a joke. No, I think I, think I said how that wrong. I'm so sorry. I th- oh. oh, well, Siri doesn't want to say it out loud, but there are 195 countries in the okay. world today. Okay, so I might be—I might be right. Four too many. So I might be right. I don't know. I don't want to mis- spread misinformation. But yeah, can you imagine the cultural significance it had more than it does now if it was weekly? Crazy. It, it would have exploded. Do you realize how fast I would have watched Only Murders in the Building if the whole show went out on one season? I would have like watched that junk in like three days because the amount of times that like an episode would end and I would go ah! and I have to know what happens next. But, but like I can't. I have to wait till next Tuesday. I don't know if I mentioned it, um, but last year I was taking an English class for school and I had to write a paper or like an essay about the like comparing and contrasting binging versus uh, weekly watching. Yeah. And the research found that weekly watching is better because when you binge, you're not really like paying attention. Yeah. Um, and you're just kind of like speeding through it. Whereas weekly, you have one week to process everything and then you move on to the next one. It's very segmented, mm-hmm. which is the much better way to consume media. So, although, of course, I saw that and I still binge watch shows like New you see, the States, I so think it doesn't matter. I think it's hilarious that you say that and then... I remember when we did the Friends episode, you, like, could not remember a single character's name. 39 days, baby! (laughs) It's not a flex. That's really unhealthy. (laughs) Meanwhile, Megan is still on season two. Actually, wait. No, I take that back. She's on season three. Okay, it took Um, me, like... She has not picked up Friends in, like, months. It's okay. It took me, like, a year to watch Friends. There are, like, a hundred-some episodes. Uh, 239 I'd like to go on a to be exact wow I'd like to go on a quick uh, advertisement for you to watch The Good Place so The Good Place is a Michael Schur show and Michael Schur created Parks and Rec The Office um he created more I'm gonna look up his full catalog 
because it's amazing. He created um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. He he's an incredible show creator. Brooklyn Nine Nine, Parks and Rec, The Office, The Good Place. You know, he's created incredible stories. And Michael Schur actually plays um, Moe's in The Office. So Dwight's cousin is like one of the greatest show creators of all time. And he created The Good Place. Now, The Good Place is not theologically sound at all. That's kind of where I struggle with it. But the characters are so good that I'm so invested. I have, I think, 15 episodes left. And, like, I... I'm so close to finishing it, and it's so good. I have to watch at least two or three episodes a night because, like, I'm just hooked. Um, So the plot is Eleanor dies, and then she goes to the good place, so essentially heaven. But she finds out that, like, she... But she was actually a very terrible person, and she was like, I don't belong here, but she's gonna get found out. And there's, like, a million plot twists. It's like, I can't spoil it because I want everyone to go watch it. It's so good. If you... You have to get through the first season. You have to get through the first season. And then you're hooked forever. Um... Something The Good Place is really good at, this is the last thing I'll say, is taking a really small concept and turning it into an entire really good episode. So there are episodes that take place entirely in one location, but it's not like a bottle episode. That's the choice. And they do a really good job. So everyone go watch The Good Place. Tell them I sent you. It's really good if you can if you can get through the first season because I tried to watch it last year and just like wasn't interested but then I tried again recently got through the first season and then after literally that last episode of the first season you cannot stop. So that's my advertisement for today. Not sponsored but I wish. I mean if Kristen Bell could sponsor the podcast, I think we'd be doing a lot of things differently. Question mark well, yeah. <laughs> now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The moment I've been waiting for. We have one last show to talk about. Because I have not fully gone off with my thoughts. But the moment you've all been waiting for. Jackson? Yeah. Take us away with 30 Rock. So, 30 Rock with Tracy Morgan, with Alec Baldwin, with Tina Fey, with Jack McBrayer, with... You know, this amazing cast. They... Did you forget to list uh, Jenna? I I don't know who plays Jenna. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't know who plays Jenna! Laser. <laughs> wow. So not all of us have watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So, um... Oh, that's a great sitcom right there, by the way. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original with, um... Oh, shoot. Who played Aaron in The Office? I don't remember her name. Something... Um, M Kim Kim. I don't remember her name, but um, Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. <laughs> Ellie Kemper. Yes. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Hilarious. Ten out of ten. You should go watch it. Everyone should go watch it. It was great. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Thirty Rock has some of the greatest uh, guest Jane stars. Jane Krakowski played Jenna. That's who it is. Loser. I'm sorry. That's who. <laughs> So they have some of the greatest guest stars throughout their whole series. They got Jimmy Fallon, Jerry Seinfeld, pretty much anyone that has ever done anything for NBC. They get Frasier on there. Wait, Steve. wait, 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 wait. Can we talk about our uh, crackpot sitcom conspiracy real quick? 
Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. I was explaining this to Jackson on a Marco Polo. So, yeah. in 30 Rock, right, um, David Schwimmer comes on as a guest. Yes. And but Jennifer he's not David Aniston Schwimmer. comes on as a guest. But they're not playing themselves, nor are they playing Ross and, and Rachel. Rachel, respectively. They are separate entities from both of those things. But here's what gets even more confusing. Friends exists in the 30 Rock universe. Because it's NBC. Because they reference it. And it's NBC. So, that means... What does that mean? Does that mean David Schwimmer has, like, three versions of himself? Or two versions of himself? Is it a duplicate that they, like... And then, if you want to take it even further. In The Office. Friends exist inside of The Office. Now, Friends and The Office exist inside of Community, which then would lead you to believe that Community and 30 Rock either take place in the same universe or exist inside one or the other. Yep. And then New Girl takes place somewhere in there too because they also reference Friends. So... It's a whole conspiracy. It's a whole thing. The NBC multiverse is real, guys. <laughs> it just, just wait. Kind of lets they're going to do like a whole thing. <laughs> it kind of lets you see how um, how big of a cultural phenomenon Friends was because it just kind of exists outside of space and time. Where like there's Friends and then all these other shows just reference Friends because like it's a thing. Like it's just what you do. Friends just exists. Oh, by the way. Uh, New Girl is not NBC, it's Fox, which means it's technically owned by Disney now. New Girl Ride at Disney... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! New Girl Ride at Magic Kingdom, let's go! I'm gonna get in the so, lightning lane! <laughs> gonna get in the lightning lane for New Girl. <laughs> hey, hey, I get to see, uh, I get to see Zoe Deschanel's band, She and Him, play in December. Very exciting. Can't wait to see uh, the Zoe Deschanel um, animatronic <laughs> at Disney. Can't wait. So, bangs or no anyway, bangs? Anyway, continue with 30 Rock because I need to say bad things about it before no, we end. No, no. 30 Rock is so funny. It No. There was a point. Sh- shut. Shut. <laughs> there, was, there was a point in my life where things weren't going great and so I could always look forward to the end of my day with ending with 30 Rock because it was the joke to per minute ratio of 30 Rock is the highest of any show I've ever seen. They're just like boom, joke, 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 joke. I'm very invested in every character. Tracy Morgan is like so funny. They uh, Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin is insane. I'm not going to talk about Alec Baldwin because he's in hot water right now. So everyone, <laughs> everyone, did, everyone did such a good job. Um, they're all. So... You can't laugh. You make me laugh. I totally okay. Literally, I had forgotten about the Alec Baldwin oh my thing. Gosh. Until you had mentioned This is not a good time to talk about 30 Rock. I don't want to laugh about it. No, it's not, it's not like, funny. It's not funny. It's very tragic what happened, and that's very unfortunate. But I had forgotten about it because it, yeah. like, happened on the weekend. And I obviously wasn't fully tuned into the news yeah. on the weekend because I was at Disney. But, man. Yeah, not a good time to talk about 30 Rock. So check us next time. Where we're... But no, Imagine I think... if we had pre-recorded this episode oh before God. that happened. 
Anywho. Maybe in an alternate universe. Anywho. Because Anywho. we recorded the episode ahead of time. So, um... So yeah, 30 Rock takes place at 30 Rockefeller Plaza as a creator, as a writer, as like a video guy, I guess. I just, I feel like the creative spirit in the show is just so funny. The writers are so relatable where they just like don't want, they're like, they have to write this show. And it's like, as someone who loves Saturday Night Live, um, I thought that like there was a lot of parallels to like Saturday Night Live and they were essentially doing like a parody. NBC was parodying itself and NBC was usually the butt of the joke and it's just... Oh yeah, Seth and Joel Humor. 10 out of 10. Well, 9 out of 10. There was a couple of things I didn't like. Um, 9 out of 10. That's overly generous. 9 out of 10. 30 That's Rock, overly generous. 30 Rock ends so perfectly. The no. it wraps up. Liz no. gets. I'm not gonna spoil it too much. No. Liz gets everything don't she needs. Even, she gets everything even she starts needs. to pretend like Liz that's what happened at the end of this show. Needs. That is not no. Jack actually, gets I'm going to spoil needs. it. No, 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 because no. I no. have to say things. No, Jack Here's, doesn't have everything that he needs. He ends literally. His character ends so ambiguously because like, he's an also, empty character. Also, 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 Elizabeth Banks literally marries jack right and then they get divorced for the stupidest reason they get divorced because it's like oh yeah the only reason we got married is because she got pregnant now i think that was dumb and you're telling me that this dude this dude spent literally a year trying to get her out of north korea and you're telling me that this entire time you didn't stop to think do i really love her or maybe this isn't real. Well, even no, if you were so freaking even focused he, on getting her back from North Korea that you didn't have time to think about that, which means you definitely even were in love with her. Even if you didn't love her, idiot. even if he didn't love her, doesn't mean that he shouldn't try to save her. But also, no. like, I mean, listen, if you don't love her, leave her in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. Can we get in on an inspirational oh uh, woodboard on Etsy? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't love her, leave her in North Korea. No. Oh, that's so Nick bad. That's so bad. Thirty Rock just gives me so much enjoyment. I can watch. I can turn on any episode, and it makes me laugh. Thirty Rock is. It didn't age too well because there was Man. a lot of there was a lot of political and I don't know. I they thought, okay. they pushed the envelope. Um, there were some episodes I feel like that the politics, were... yeah, the politics in this show were genuinely kind of funny. They were really like, funny. The episode where uh, Jack and Liz mm-hmm. um, were going back and forth with like trying to get Jenna to support their mm-hmm. candidate and go either way. It was very funny. Um, I think, honestly, I and I know this is going to get kind of political. I think it would be funny to see Jack and Liz go head to head over the 2020 election. No, absolutely. Based on how they reacted over the 2012 election. I think that would be hilarious to see. Yeah. Which they kind of did because Alec Baldwin played Trump on SNL. So (laughs) I mean, low key, low key. They kind of (laughs) did. Low key. I'm not saying he did a good job. I'm just saying he did. (laughs) I mean, we all know Jim Carrey killed it as Biden. Oh, absolutely. Jim Carrey, my guy. My guy. 10 out of 10. So, 30 Rock. Also. A couple episodes. My last comment off. about 30 Rock. All right. All right. Um, I need you I to like ju- just talk. Just talk. 
And I Get know that's with. not a good thing. And I know you're going to hate me for this, but I don't like Liz because she just feels like an inferior version of uh, Leslie Nope. Because Liz is all about like women's empowerment, uh, women individualism, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way they did it with her character made it seem like instead of her genuinely caring about women, it seemed like a more like, oh, people were mean to me when I was a kid, so I'm going to prove all of them wrong, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way it was delivered didn't really work. Because, like, for instance, when she gets married, she's very like, I don't believe in weddings. It's institutional and it's all stupid. Mm -hmm. It's just things to get women to do other things. And then... You know, she eventually breaks down. I was like, oh, I do want a really nice wedding. Like, oh, man. Mm -hmm. Like, that just seemed really dumb. Because she was, like, so anti-wedding. So, and she was, like, so... anti all of this other stuff. Whereas you have Leslie Nope, who is very, like, women's empowerment, women's individualism. Women can do things, too. But then she also cared about some of that girly stuff. So... Of like, oh, yeah, I do want to have this big, super nice, fancy wedding. Okay, here's the thing. Liz Lemon... Is the worst character. Is, Thank no, you for shut up. Liz Lemon, and the the best part about Thirty Rock is all of the characters suck. They're all horrible people. They all cheat on each other and like hate each other and say mean things to each other, and that's showbiz, baby. So, I thought that it was a realistic workplace comedy. Because I, it wasn't like The Office where Michael Scott is like, hey, we're all going to have a fun time at the paper company, which is fine. That works for The Office. But 30 Rock was like almost kind of gritty. And like in a way, it's very sad because Liz is essentially kidding herself into thinking she cares. She doesn't care about weddings when in reality, she's just lonely and wants to be married and have children, which she gets, she gets it in the end and it wraps up. It's, I think 30 rock is underrated where there are some episodes that pushed the envelope, pushed it a little where there was like, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like they, some of the episodes made me rather uncomfortable because I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But overall, I think they wrote some of the best worst characters I've seen in a long time. And I found a sticker at the thrift store. Hold on. Let me grab it. I found a sticker and it says, good God, Lemon. <laughs> and, okay, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> and uh, Good God, Lemon. So, um, I don't listen, know if that's a hot take. All I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say is the best characters on Thirty Rock were easily Kenneth, Tracy, and Pete. Those are Pete. your three golden characters. Pete? Right Pete, Pete, I loved Pete. He was hilarious. <laughs> Pete, the way no, the way at the end where he starts talking about how like, oh yeah. If you wanted to do this, you would totally, like, fake your death and all that stuff. Like, he was talking about it in that, like, oh, well, if you wanted to do this thing, you would do it this way. Not that I would know, but Not definitely. Not that I would know, but you would, you would definitely do it. do it. And, like, he fakes his own death to get out of it. Okay. Pete, I love Pete. Pete had some funny Pete had some funny moments. Trace, Tracy is just out there. He's just out there. He's he's like, la, la, la. And, of my course, life. my heart goes out to Grayson.com. Mm-hmm. 
We stand Grizz. We stand Grizz and The whole like, uh, what is it called? What were they called? The, the supporting cast. No, like their group, like Tracy yeah. Grizz.com. The entourage. The entourage. Yes. Yeah. Their whole entourage. Ten out Iconic. of ten. That, that for me was the best part of the entire show. Was all four of them interacting with everyone else. Not the other way around where everyone else interacted with them. Yeah. It was the other way around where they interacted with everyone else. And that was my favorite part. So yeah. Everyone go watch 30 Rock and then gather your yeah. own opinion. Before we go, allow me to share my ranking. I've only seen seven sitcoms. Shocker. Gas. Um, well, I guess Kimmy Schmidt's not on here. But because I keep forgetting to add it. But so number one is The Office. Because, oh. of course, you can't top The Office. Fair. Number two is community. Because I said I, it. Community to me <laughs> is um, it's one of those comfort shows, you know. Number three is Friends. We love Friends. Four we is Parks and Rec. Five is New Girl. Six is Thirty Rock. Seven is Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Those <laughs> last seasons kind of Thirty Rock was not at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it was close. If I had it was to, close. it'll get closer to the bottom once I add Unbreakable Community. Yeah, if I had to rank, I would say you're gonna hate me. I'd say Thirty Rock. Ew. No, no, it's so good. Thirty Rock. Ew. No. The Office. Parks and Rec. No. Yeah, Thirty Rock. The Office. Community. Parks and Rec. Arrest. Uh, the. Mm, I don't. I can't. I can't put the good place on yet because I haven't finished it. And then Arrested Development. So, that's my ranking. Go See, watch you really can't rank shows until you finish mm-hmm. them because I've done that before. Like, I watched Gurren Lagann, which is an anime, and I put it in my top five anime of all time. Mm-hmm. And then the ending, like, moved it all the way down to ten. Oof. So, yeah, you really and it was, like, literally the last, like, the last five minutes of the last episode. That sucks. Really, like, tanked the show for me. And I was like, ah! And The Office would be my number one, but I, like, legitimately cannot bring myself to watch that last season again. Like, it's painful to watch for me. It wasn't that bad. I think it's that bad. The whole Jim and Pam might divorce is so dumb. Well, I feel like that was kind of realistic. Like, maybe not real. Like, I don't think the boom op guy needed to get involved. No. But definitely, like, having struggles in a relationship with that kind of uh, big decision is understandable. It was, un- like, but the boom op guy made it weird. And then they tried yeah, to no, be meta. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They tried to be meta where they watched the documentary, and I was like, not into that. Not oh, into that was that. another part of the conspiracy theory is that the office exists inside of the office. Yes. <laughs> Which means that friends exists inside of the office, inside of the office, with another layer of friends wrapped around it. I need somebody to make like a chart or we something. We need a Venn diagram like, of all of the yes. sitcoms. <laughs> friends is in the middle, and like you show all the other shows that overlap with friends. Yep. All right, we need to wrap this up. I think so. As we go out, what is what is your next sitcom after The Good Place? Do you know? Mm, after The Good Place, we're gonna go back to The Goldbergs. Because oh, I thought you were gonna say the good place. The good place. <laughs> we're going again. <laughs> no, the the good the Goldbergs is a show that we really liked, but um we fell behind because they kept making seasons and we were like, oh my gosh. So they're still going. We've only seen the first like four seasons, so we're gonna try to finish it out, try to catch up on that. And 
what I've seen of the newer ones, I haven't really liked. So we're, it's kind of an experiment. So I'll let you know how that goes. Nice. How about yourself? Uh, for me, I have HBO Max, so I'm either going to start Big Bang Theory or Seinfeld. Because I know they just added Seinfeld and Netflix. I haven't decided yet. I'm kind of on an anime kick at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to finish up a couple anime. And then I'm going to move into sitcoms again. Sweet. So my goal is to watch, I think, 40 shows by the end of the year. But I don't think that's going to happen because I'm only at 31. Ooh. And I don't think there's there's any way. Unless I watch like really short, limited series, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way I'm going to get to 40. But you also don't. I might be able to hit like 35. 30 or 35. Um, you also don't want to so. watch shows just to check off a list. You want to actually enjoy right. it. So it's so hard to start a new show. By the way, mm-hmm. like it small really tangent. Is. Like once you finish a show, like I finished New Girl, and then I was like, "What do I want to watch?" Like I was genuinely puzzled of like, "What do I watch now?" And I look at like, "Oh, there's Squid Game, and there's this anime and that anime," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, but it's so much work to just mm-hmm. start a new show. And what if I don't like it? And like, it's a whole thing." So I'm I gonna actually, <laughs> I'm gonna actually watch. Now I'm so late to this train, but I'm actually gonna watch Invincible next on Amazon Prime. Oh, I thought you were so, gonna say Squid Game. No. Oh, I need to finish Invincible. Oh, that's what I should watch yeah. next. I watched the first two episodes. That's what I'm going to watch next. I am not going to watch Squid Game. That, I don't Invincible think... and Squid Game. I'm I'm marking it on the podcast <laughs> right now. That is my next watch. Best of luck. Because I'm kind of in a lull. So. All right. You know what will make you feel a lot better? <laughs> Squid Game. It's a great feel-good watch. <laughs> uh, it's a great good psychological thriller. <laughs> my favorite. Ugh. Mm. Well, well, with that being said... Thank you for listening today. If you want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at the Nerdiest Podcast or tweet us at Nerdiest Podcast. If you have feedback or a question you want to submit, you can do so through the Contact Us page on our website. And check the description of the Spotify. There might be a question or a poll in there. It depends on what I do in editing. So if you want to engage with the podcast a little more, there might be something there. Maybe not. We'll see. Yep. Go stream Rat Tat Hamilton in the description. Um, Wow. I worked very hard, and I get to plug on this podcast. If you enjoy what you hear here, if you hear here, then you can rate us five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Or the best thing you can do to support us, honestly, is share us with a friend, send an episode that you think they would like, or just the show in general. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to see you in the next episode. Peace. Out. Bye.